Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. We're 20-year Wall Street veterans who've altered our voices and taken on secret identity, so we can bring you our unfiltered views on a half a dozen stocks each week. Um, this is yes. for entertainment purposes only, hopefully more than just ours. Uh, I'm entertained and already. you need to understand that we may own the stocks that we recommend or have other nefarious uh, motives, uh, be very suspicious, but... Keep in mind, it's for entertainment We also purposes. really, uh, while we are professionals during the week, right now we are on vacation, and uh, we've if been you've drinking. Done, so. If you'd like to, it's a common issue on the show, um, but we don't need to get into that now. No. Um, please visit our web our website, thevalueguys.com, to learn more about us and other uh, in, in, any and all caveats that you should have heard before we uh, start talking about the stocks we're going to talk about which we're going to draw from the value line issue of August 31st, which is 2007, a, uh, 2007 by the way. 2007, by the way, which is an interesting combination of uh, consumer durables, test and measurement. They call it precision instrument. I usually go for that category, but I, I didn't this week. I actually uh, have got one from each of those three basic. Uh, there's yeah. also some utilities. Have we ever Excellent. recommended a utility? I have. Yeah, you can. Have you? you can go and look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, right. it's ba- you know, it's it's uh, at least predictable, and uh, you think of it as a bond. At least that's how I look. But at before uh, before we hear from me, or before I uh, talk about before well, your Honda, mom hears example, hears from you, uh, I'm going to turn it over to uh, the soothsayer of stocks. Oh God, Val. Well, thank you very much, Vern. I just want to thank Vern, as I have in the past, for I regular listeners. I get that out, actually. Well, you know, Vern Not likes to do some slurring. alliteration every week because he really wants to be left-brained. But uh, that path was crossed long ago, ladies and gentlemen. So here we are this weekend. The show's a little late. I want yeah, to apologize. You heard on the Internet, you can be anybody yeah, you want to be. We're dogs. But we're at we're at Vern's oh. cabin this week. <laughs> we are at the and cabin. We've been again. spending a lot of time here this week, and uh, so the show's a little late. I want to apologize, but our regular listeners understand that on occasion. But our motives are good. Yeah, on occasion we're at the cabin. So I've done vastly less work this week than usual, which is even not that much. Uh, and this week, yeah, did we mention that we may know absolutely nothing about? And this the week, we're I really about? take that to a new level. <laughs> So, uh, but I, the interesting <laughs> oh, thing show is, us what you got. I actually know a little about one of these, just because everyone does. But um, there's one that I've never really heard of. I'm going to start out. I go in order. Uh, I pronounce this uh, incorrectly. It's a hemenetics, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Uh, and it's not a religion. Uh, it's uh, it's ticker H A E. And it's on page 207. I took all my picks out of medical supplies this week, in part because I just think demographics as the wind at your back is so easy. And you just go and look for proprietary niches or people who seem like they're on a roll. And I look for things like return on invested capital and margin as clues to who's got something proprietary. And remember, we're only looking at value line here. So I'm sure there's important things on Hemonetics that I'm just not going to be aware of, and I just want to mention that in advance. So do your yeah. own research, I don't own this people, one. please. Uh, we talk a lot about stocks we own, and we tell you when we own them. Uh, this one I don't own. I've never heard of it. So you're learning along with me here on page 207. The theme on this is low-risk growth, uh, and plus you have a call option on new products. They're spending a little money in R&D. What do they do? 
Uh, well, let me just say we're working by candlelight, so I may not exactly be able to tell you. Uh, they provide we have disposable, a power issue at the cabin. Sup- disposable supplies used in the collection of plasma, whole blood, uh, some other stuff, red blood cells, etc. Anyway, it appears they sell stuff that when you're collecting blood, you need, and you need to <laughs> then throw it out immediately. <laughs> And so I'm just kind of thinking. Well, you got to love a product where yeah. after its initial use, it's immediately <laughs> well, it's disposed just, of. You know, and it's, actually very carefully. It's right? very carefully disposed of. <laughs> you know, they get. Uh, they Is get, it gone? We need to make absolutely know, sure. They get, never use it again. They get 23 percent operating margins on this thing. They're generating, uh, you know, 12 percent returns on capital. They have no debt. I'm stretching a little bit on the valuation here. It's generating uh, predicted by value line 450 a share next year in gross cash flow. The stock at 50. That's a little higher than my 10 times. But you know, when you have the demographics at your back so strongly, and they seem to be in a business of probably just generating economies of scale on processing a lot of stuff that a lot of people could do. I'm not seeing any patents here or Nobel scientists on their staff, but they're doing stuff time and time again. They're getting high margin because it's a business where everyone overpays because it's only supply-driven. Demand's not involved, and we'll talk about that in the future. But there's no debt. Uh, I can't really read some of the things I've written here, but let me tell you what they have going just so you have a sense of it. Holographic optical trapping technology, this revolutionary system functions as a microscopic tractor beam. So immediately I think of my favorite show, Star Trek. Uh, It's capable of holding or moving multiple particles of the nanometer and micron range in three-dimensional space. <laughs> Holy cow. And this is the value line analyst saying this. Imagine what but can Morgan they do it? Stanley's saying about this. You can know, they it's do it outside of the bat cave? Though. Anyway, uh, so that sounds very impressive for just 5% of sales being spent on R&D. Uh, even value line here says they're going to grow at some rate that I can't read. 13% cash <laughs> flow growth. the candle yeah, towards you. <laughs> help me out over here. And I'm going to need some bug spray over here. Anyway, uh, I hope it's low tide, my friend, because my feet feel a little chilly. Uh, there's other good stuff happening here that I can't read about, but uh, let's see. <laughs> There's no debt. Did I mention that? And insiders <laughs> own about 20% the of the stock. Now, I'm going to do some more work on this. I noticed for the, one of the most critical things I noticed is eight insiders bought this stock three months ago. Um, and, uh, you know, even Value Line here says things are turning around. What's so, the stock done in that same period of time? Uh, the stock is, uh, you know, sluggish over the last few years. It's been down for a year and a half. It's treading water in 07. And I just think what about a, since the insiders bought? I can't stock. really measure all that, Vern, because of the light situation here. I can barely see your face. You, you want me to get you a flashlight? No, I would actually. But okay. um, if we just get some of these lightning bugs to all line up, it might be fun. But it's been it's been up just a tad. I think we could be early on this, even though I really don't know what they do. It looks like they have an annuity on just collecting blood. That's gaining share, demographics uh, of aging, etc. More uh, bleeding and no debt. That's important. About twelve times cash flow. I like that. I'm going to do more work on this. Hemonetics, ticker HAE, page 207. Okay, I took a lot of time on that one needlessly because I know so little about it. Okay, next up, Johnson & Johnson, ticker JNJ. This is one I've heard of. I've heard of this company. You all know as much about it as I do. I keep getting drawn to this simple fact. 
Uh, the theme here is that in an industry that's gaining share, Johnson & Johnson is gaining share, and they're doing it largely through the economies of scale on a big sales force uh, and across, across a couple of different product lines. You think of them as the consumer guy out there, bandages or whatever. That's 13% of their business. Half their business is pharmaceuticals. And the other half is medical uh, devices. Um, and I think right now the stock's on a negative trend because these drug-coated stents that had so much success a couple years ago have turned out to be, you know, not as good. And uh, actually success rates and such end up now new studies showing that they're worse than just the old metal stents. So just as an aside, Medtronic looks pretty smart to have uh, sidestepped all that. But Johnson & Johnson's been mired in it. It's in the past. It's going away. Also, the market knows very well that a couple of big drugs are coming off patent later next year. And again, if I had some additional light here, I could tell you exactly uh, what those drugs are. Uh, Resperdal is one of them and another one. But, you know, the market... I'll run out to the Jeep. Hold on. Uh, no, no, listen. Don't worry about it. Uh, and, and the market knows this, and uh, it's in the stock. So you get a 2.5% yield here. It's trading at 15 times earnings, a 15% discount from the average stock. Value line rates it a three. Again, these these guys, oh, perfect. Gosh, perfect. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, they have 5% debt to capital. So, I mean, the amazing thing about this company, in my opinion anyway, it's $179 billion in market cap. That's worth more than many small nations, okay? They're still generating a 30% operating margin, and that means they're a giant company delivering value to consumers. Nobody willingly overpays, and they're getting about a 50% markup, which translates into a 30% margin. To me, that's simply amazing, and they're generating 25% returns on capital with no debt. So at a discount to the average multiple, I just got to bet on that, and you get a little bit of near-term opportunity because of all the negative publicity surrounding the, uh, you know, sort of, somewhat not working as well as you'd hope, drug-coated stent, and these uh, big drugs that are coming off patents. So I'm going to vote Johnson & Johnson, J&J, &J, page 215. And then finally, I like it. I like it. something that uh, I've gone back and forth uh, on, you know, um, LCA Vision, mm. ticker LCAV, page uh, 218. You know, these are the guys who have the uh, LASIK uh, vision centers, something I myself have neglected and hesitated to do because of my perceived... Uh, you know, health risks to that, you know, thinking it's not really, you know, perfected. But no one I've ever talked to has had a problem. It's getting more and more accepted each day. I guess the theme here is that aging population is meeting up with a company that can keep them from having to wear glasses, and that may be a winning combination if it, if it keeps its success rates high. Um, they're the leading operator and developer of this procedure, and uh, I think that uh, assuming everything goes well, they're going to, you know, enjoy the benefits of this becoming a mainstream procedure. You know, I still see a lot of people wearing glasses, so that may be a market opportunity. Um, There's a glasses retailer on almost every corner. Right. So, uh, you know, you got a lot of, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, you got a lot of opportunity. I, I don't see the glasses people going out of business. Um, these guys have, uh, you know, the stock's been weak. They they had uh, decent, I guess, disappointing sales growth, up a little bit, and some earnings erosion because the cost of customer acquisition, the cost of advertising necessary to get the next customer has been going up. This is common of growing uh, businesses, growing chains. You know, the easy pickings come first, and then you have to work harder to get each new customer. They're running into that. But they're maintaining their margin in the mid-20s, uh, the return on capital is mid-20s with no debt. I'm 
very stock's respectful down of a that. Lot recently, isn't it? The stock's down because the management teams had to guide down on earnings. Their marketing costs have risen. Basically, you know, they're going to ha- they're spending more on advertising for each new customer, and that's biting into their margin, which is down about 500 basis points from uh, 05, and uh, uh, they're just not carrying. that all? Well, from 29 to 24, so it's still very respectable. Um, But I think what you're going to see here is margins will keep coming down as the procedure gets more mainstream, but it'll be offset completely by the dramatic volume growth. I'm sorry? What's top line growth look top like? Top line. What's value line uh, well, the these guys are saying. I mean, the value line itself is the predicting. Never, never period. Value line itself is predicting low twenties percent okay. revenue growth and thirty seven percent for a market earnings multiple? growth. Which What's I, the balance sheet look like? Well, it, there's no debt, but no debt. I think that the uh, the value line expectation for earnings growth faster than sales growth is probably misguided. But if you get low twenties earnings growth. Uh, and your 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 valuation here is again higher than I like, but I like the potential for this thing to catch on, uh, get more mainstream. They'll be in the leading brand in the space, and uh, I think you're you know you have a winner here over time. That's LCA Vision, LCAV, and probably Ern- with a lot of concern about whether they're going you know where <laughs> margins will ultimately go. If you can just catch a period of three or four quarters where they seem to stabilize, the market will decide that. It can remove a discount for uh, you, know, you know. There's the truth term. in that. The other thing I would say uh, is, anytime you have doctors involved in a procedure, uh, the Medicare Medicaid, you know, uh, community that tries to cut price on stuff, they have a harder time because you know doctors want to buy the best procedure, and to them they have this ethics situation, which I'm in favor of, which is they're not so concerned about the price. Um, that does give providers a chance to shop, but if you've got the best solution, and maybe they do, and it may just be that uh, they're first, and that may be something that's proprietary, but they're earning these high margins. Um, I'd say there is a risk of a decline there, but it would be offset by volume gains, in my uh, opinion. I also want to know... your thesis, anyway? My thesis is, uh, yeah, growing acceptance. Right. Um, there are, I notice, a couple of value Huge guys growth. in here. Lord Abbott owns 8% of the company, and Columbia Wanger owns 8%, and officers and directors own 8%. Well, so that's a, a nice troika of, uh, of, you know, hopefully uh, of value-minded investors. So, anyway, mm-hmm. that's all I have this week, Fern. How well, are we doing on time? thank you for that what erudite, uh, whatever. All right, and now our traditional beverage break. Beverage break. Ooh. Oh, that's great. Wow. You just dis- disturbed, I think, a deer <sighs> grazing over there. Or maybe it'll get these bugs off me. Ugh. Mm. Ow. Okay. <coughs> Are you okay? I am. Okay. Well, the yeah. oxygen's a little light the, up here. It's uh, well, the air is so clean that it's a bit of a shock to the system. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it yeah. is. Okay. I agree so completely. I'm going to lead off this week with uh, another stock that. Uh, here, have the light. Is oh, thanks. Okay, hey, that go. makes a big difference, it really doesn't does. it? Absolutely. Is another stock that's. Uh, down recently on some short-term concern that I think uh, you know probably creates an opportunity, and that's uh, I it, you know it's really hard to get excited about a car company if it's one of the big you know domestic names, but uh, Honda, good old Honda, Honda. Motor uh, symbol HMC. These are ADRs. Value line rates this a four. Uh, the stock's been on a negative trend lately. I guess it it peaked a little short of forty-one dollars earlier this year. Um, closed the year around 40 uh, last year, 
really period of I mean it's been well it's been participating in the uh, in the strong market the last several years by at least keeping pace not bad for a uh, car company um, but uh, recently around thirty two dollars so down twenty percent off of its highs um, stock that over hmm. time has been pretty stable trader. Um, at $32, about 11 times earnings, and um, nearly 40% discount to the market, yielding more than 2%. So All I'd say as a shopper is their ratings on the resale value and maintenance costs and all that are the best you'll find. The thing, the- I, uh, the thing I don't get is value line up in the time. You know, we probably don't talk about this box much, but they have a little summary right <coughs> under their ratings box. 2000, in this case, 2010-12 projections. This has high-low price range, 70 to 55. They're predicting annualized total returns of 16 to 23%. Um, but I guess because of the momentum factor, their system coughs out a four. But I think that looks like an interesting kind of return potential in such a... Uh, um, what I think is a very well-run consumer durables manufacturer, primarily cars. Uh, let's see, autos. They made almost four million of them in uh, 2000. It's at 3.7 million in 2006. Um, they also make motorcycles, of course, 10 million of them a year all over the world. Japan's about a third of sales. U.S. and Canada more than 40 percent. So that's where the big car market is. Well, they compete the in the small thing. engine market too, don't they? For all kinds. Well, of power things. products. It says six million units. I don't have a revenue breakdown. They, they're providing a unit uh, breakdown for some reason. I don't know. Not really relevant. But, I think uh, they're yeah, breaking into they the make, lawnmower they make business. Lawnmowers and as well. Yeah. No, and that, that's fine, but it's all tangential. Yeah, I mean, right. The automotive Tiny business stuff. determine what happens here. But uh, with the stock down a lot, I'm concerned about what's happening with, uh, particularly in the North American market, weakening fundamentals, concern the economy could be slowing. Now we have a home mortgage crisis that uh, ultimately may mean that, uh, well, in, in the associated impact as uh, people have been uh, forced to pay up as their uh, adjustable rate mortgages have... Uh, ah, there's more bark than bite in all of that. Well, we have very efficient at financial mar- markets. Now, oh, I'm not worried about the uh, stability of markets, but at the margin, you create some incremental pressure on disposable income, and ultimately buying new cars, new cars, um, is usually a function of uh, disposable yeah. income and how consumers mm-hmm. feel about that. Um, and so the stock's down 20% off of numbers earlier this year. I'm looking at six times gross cash flow, 11 times earnings. I've got about a $94 billion market cap, about $11 billion in EBITDA, so around nine times there. This all looks very attractive to me. A lot of history historically of the stock trading, much more like a, uh, well, uh, you know, maybe a 30% discount to market, but uh, in many years, no more than a 10% discount to market. It's 40% discount here. Um, and as I look at what's been going on with capital spending the last few years, um, it's been relatively high compared with gross cash flow as the company's mm-hmm. been building new capacity in North America and I think probably the Far East as well. Um, and it seems to me that the market may be missing that they'll be, in a, after a, about a five-year period of investment, be natural for a company like this to then have a period where it reaps the benefit of that incremental investment, growing into the new capacity that you've added right. and taking advantage of new products that are launched, because typically automotive companies will make these kinds of capital commitments concurrent with launching a new platform um, or 
moving uh, incremental capacity into an area well, and seems uh, something me, that has worked very well. Buying they, this at a good price under uh, conditions of growing world wealth over time makes a good, good bit of got, sense. Uh, Honda has new Accords out and new CRVs. The CRV is the uh, uh, same product as the new uh, Acura RDX product, which uh, uh, these are smaller crossover vehicles uh, as opposed to full-size SUVs. Um, uh, it looks like they've got a good product there. As you mentioned, uh, nobody scores better in consumer reports consistently for uh, consumer experience in terms of the quality of the product, also in terms of safety ratings, really. And mm. Value Line's looking for, they're looking for uh, 8% earnings growth, 8% cash flow growth. Really, you know, not a, not a bad number in context of the valuation I'm looking at, but I think these numbers are probably too low. Uh, Honda HMC, something that you can probably buy and, and uh, own for a while. Hmm. Um, like it. Okay, so that's consumer durable. Now I'll go to uh, uh, medical supplies, and I'm going to revisit something that we looked at um, <clears throat> the last time this group up, came up in rotation, Invacare. I'm happy to report it looks like it's worked pretty I've well. I've owned the stock. Stock Ver. close to 24 here. Are these you the have. wheelchair people? It is, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, down absolutely. huge in the last, uh, well, last Ouch. two years, really, uh, in concern. Uh, Medicare least, reimbursement and, issues. Well, and not mm-hmm. just concern, but reduced re- uh, reimbursement yeah. rates. Um, it's had a uh, significant impact on earnings and cash flow. They were getting over, you know. They Our were, observation uh, was that it looked like it was pretty well discounted, even with the stock up off of a bottom of about, Seventeen dollars, I guess. Reason, uh, recently trading twenty three to twenty. Did you recommend this at one time or something? Um, yeah, we did. Oh, the last we did. Time it came we. Up. I don't think I did. My well, friend. I think you. I think you probably agreed. I don't know. I don't know. This Medicare well, issue could have been, but the Medicare thing. I mean, they they probably still were overcharging than, uh, for for these wheelchairs. Still less than fifty uh, percent of sales on a per share basis. Still less than ten times gross cash flow. Only about eleven to twelve times. Uh, free cash flow, despite the fact that they're adding some capacity in lower-cost countries, working very hard to take cost out. They're expecting to realize, and it says here, an additional $22 million of cost savings in the second half of this year. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a $0.50 cent hmm. per share contribution, if I can rely on this 20% marginal tax rate. I don't know if that's the marginal rate or not, so hmm. that could turn Seems out to low. be only $0.30. Cents, but nevertheless... <laughs> A big number when you're talking about a company that in 2007, according to Value Line, is going to earn 90 cents. They're looking for a buck 20 next year. Um, I've got more than 10 times EBITDA, but if they can just get the EBITDA uh, margin back to 10%, where they were a couple years ago, and historically, according to Value Line, from 97 to 2004, never below 11, a couple times hit 14. Okay, so if they can just get back to 10. I'd be looking at uh, less than a nine times multiple enterprise value multiple on EBITDA. Value Line's looking for a positive turn in earnings comparisons in the December quarter of this year, right around the corner. And I also like that Ariel Capital owns a quarter of the company. So quarter um, of the company. Invacare, wow. assuming they still do. Um, IVC, I think I'd stick with this. I think this may have some legs on it. Do um, they, uh, excuse yeah. me, do they do beds or just. Well, it says here, uh, uh, manual and motorized wheelchairs, home care and nursing home beds. Beds, okay. And oxygen concentrates. Well, you know, uh, Hillenbrand, the yes. funeral the leader uh, in well, the medical casket, beds. Well, the casket company and medical beds. It's kind of a funny 
you know, um, forward integration. Well, they, you know, you have the you have the, what the other, last bed what that you were in, and then you get the casket. What other businesses but, involve taking care of a customer who's in a reclining position? I, I don't know, but they my were going to get into Chase lounges, but then they ran yeah, into. Yeah, but uh, the thing I wanted to say about yeah. this was that Hillenbrand is going to split into two pieces. They're going to have just the casket business, where margins are oh. pretty good, oh. and they're going to they're kind of getting rid of this uh, bed, bed business. business. And who knows what that means in terms of some call on long-term pricing in this sort of, you know, I mean, after all, a wheelchair is kind of a commodity. It's a chair with wheels. I mean, the Flintstones had wheelchairs. You know what I mean? Right. The demographics and well, the, um, demographics the obesity is epidemic good, and the diabetes and Those are all epidemic. good arguments. And all these things are, trim- are going to create But it also says low margin. Unit. Demand. Right. And they well, probably need to get more efficient just margins, in the logistics look, of these they're, things. They're operating at 7% EBITDA margins right now, so clearly they have an issue there. But uh, they've got distribution. They have a brand and maybe the only brand that people know in that business. <coughs> well, they do have that. Um, and um, they got to get their, you know, their, their turnover higher, asset turnover. Their returns are too low. Yeah, the returns are crank absolutely. it up. No, no, no. Return on capital running around 5%. Historically, more like 10 They used to lever that into 15 yeah. 16% return on equity. Not bad. Return on equity right now, 5 I mean, you five, wouldn't six, want to own this at book value, it appears. That's all I'm saying. Uh, book value, 16 Ooh. Yeah. We're okay. 50% premium to book. Oh, well. But we're making hmm. money. Okay. We have positive cash flow. All right, well. If it, it could be a, a bottoming, let's hope. The yeah, brand, well, the brand yeah. argument's pretty good. We're going to run out of time in any event. Uh, so mixed mind, I guess, between the two of us, but I'm saying stay with uh, IVC. Uh, Credence Systems, symbol CMOS, CMOS. I know that that's something techie, um, and I should have a better handle sure. on it. Sure. Uh, but uh, it, I've heard of these guys. Um I don't know what they do except that they make test equipment for semiconductor market. And whether it's, um, well, according to Value Line, um, digital logic, mixed signal, non-volatile memory, and radio frequency semiconductors. I'm afraid that, unfortunately, doesn't tell us to what market. I used to know what that these meant. Products, CMOS, I think I, it is. Yeah, would you know, primarily be uh, aimed, um, as long as we're talking about ownership, and I'm in this little box where it describes the business, Fidelity's got 10%, Citigroup 8, Barclays 6, Renaissance 6, Wells Fargo 6, um, hmm. directors and officers 2. So a lot of concentrated ownership here. Market cap is only $275 million with a stock price under 3 bucks. okay? This stock's been an unmitigated disaster since peaking almost hmm. at 80 bucks in 2000 uh, when they were able to earn 265 a share. The stock was almost 80, okay? Um, I don't know. It's traded in the single digits every year since 2002. Hasn't been out of the single digits since 2005. But earlier this year, even traded above $5, recently under 3 okay? So a lot of problems at CMOS. There's a big turnaround apparently underway. Um, somebody named Lavi Lev has stepped in as CEO. Looks like he's really got things turned around. I don't know if he does, but by the end of fiscal 08, they intend to reduce annual costs by $60 million or close to 20%. Their sales level is 475 to $500 million, so this is a huge number. I, I presume there's some outsourcing involved in doing this. It sounds like a company maybe that's been very late 
to move to contract manufacturing based in the Far East to produce its equipment that it would then sell to those people, I'm guessing. I don't know. Their uh, EBITDA margins respectable, 15 16% in the uh, capital structure box where it's 46% of capital is debt. And that looks like it makes sense. That's I've a got, little scary to me. got a little over $200 million in, in equity, and I've got almost $200 million in debt. But out of that, $72 million mm-hmm. is one of these contingent converts with a 1.5% coupon. Value Line says interest isn't being earned. Well, I'm sorry, 1.5% on $72 million is a million dollars of interest. I'm going to, on the, uh, um, I, even if... Uh, I needed if I'm underestimating somehow, and I would need as much as twenty million of interest on a less than two hundred million of total debt. I have one hundred sixty nine million dollars of cash on the balance mm-hmm. sheet yeah. in May, right? Uh, and I'm supposedly generating. Last year, I generated uh, free cash flow of better than fifty cents a share. So they're ignoring the interest income when they say that. Probably, I, I'm just not sure where that. Maybe that's you know this company lost money for several years. I, maybe it's just uh, they're not they're not using interest income. You no, know, it's all. an old note that hasn't been taken off. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, if I look at the net debt, I add it to two hundred seventy-five million equity. I'm at three hundred million enterprise value. I've got about eighty million in EBITDA according to Value Line. I'm looking at less than four times on operating results that were better in '06 than '05. Value Line says they're going to be better in '07 than '06. They are, so they found a market they're, they're serving right now. Positive comparisons in earnings. Do these guys Their design numbers are sort of design uh, tools that make semiconductors. Is that? No, no. This is equipment used to test it because test. you know part of the uh, one of the amazing things about the electronics industry and about semiconductors, of course, is that the uh, the, the standard in the marketplace is perfection, never anything wrong at all. So uh, three to four times gross cash flow. I think you have to do a little more work on it because this is too cheap for the uh, balance sheet that I'm looking at and this presumed bottoming in financial per, uh, performance. Um, to, it's a, there, Something there may be, may be uh, Take a look at it, though. That's my favorite idea today, though, just because it's a new idea to look at that could have some significant upside. CMOS, um, Steady Eddy stock this week, Honda Motor, HMC from me. From my partner Val, I don't know. I think I just I wouldn't put all my money in it, but uh, LCA Vision. I think I'm going to go with LCAV. Okay. Wow, that was quite a turnaround from I know when we talked before the show. I started. know I saw something there that uh, I read in a Peter Lynch book. That's all I'm going to uh, say. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that should be enough. I'm well, sure. Well, it for may everyone. be. I don't know we'll what he's see you doing next now, week, folks. Take care.